Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I want to move on to something a little bit lighter in a sense that um, I suppose nostalgia is always something great to talk about. And I was reading a great, interesting piece on uh, thejournal.ie and it was uh, about a book, it was called Sending Positive Vibes and it was by Father Brian Shortall. And he wrote about finding hope in some of the most challenging and often seemingly hopeless scenarios uh, he has encountered as a priest and a Capuchin friar. And in the article, I read his shared memories, I suppose, of growing up in the 1970s. And his timeline actually fitted in perfectly with mine. Because my timeline would be more or less the same as him. I don't actually know how old Brian is, but I'll find out in a second. But I reckon, you know, my timeline started in 1963. Probably many of my listeners today probably were born around the same time. If I go with the demographic of this radio station, you're probably all close enough to the same age as me. And many of the listeners who ring in would be close enough to the same age. Some would be younger. One or two would be a little bit older. But I think most of us listening today were born in the 60s, 70s or early 80s. And that would be, the, I suppose, the demographic of the radio station. So this article was perfect. And when I read it, I went through it and I broke my shit laughing right the way through the whole article because everything reminded me of a point in my life and everything that was mentioned uh, reminded me of something growing up. And because of that, I had to speak to this young man. Well, he's maybe not a young man. Uh, Father Brian Shortall. Uh, Brian, you must be around the same age as me if you remember all this stuff. <laughs> I'm 50. I'm 59. Well, I'm 56. So there you go. We come from in and around the same time. <laughs> we do, we do. We and do. I read this article and it was a God. wonderful piece, Brian, I have to say. Absolutely. I really, really enjoyed reading it. Yeah. I, do, I tend not to, when I, when I go to the journal, I'll read bits of articles. But yeah. I read this from start to finish. And it was a really long piece as well. And it was a wonderful piece of nostalgia. Yeah. And what, what drove you to write this? I know I know you were talking about your book, Sending Positive Vibes. But what, yeah. what kind of drove you to write, write all this? Or how did all these memories just flood into your head at one time I'm pretty nostalgic anyway I, I, I you know an unreflected life is not worth living and that wasn't just Madonna who said that that was actually some philosopher back in the day but uh, I, I, I do I, I tend to reflect a lot and I was I, I'm a, par- a parish priest uh, I was in the city centre for uh, uh, no, the last nine years I belong to the Capuchin Order and uh, now I'm out in Kulak and one of the great things that we have uh, for real privileges is visiting uh, those who are housebound and sick, maybe, on the first Fridays. And I went into one of these houses, as I did on every first Friday. And there's a gentleman there, and he's, he's, he's gone to God now, he's passed on. But he, he was a heavy smoker. And one of, the, one, of the, one of the mornings I went in, he was sitting there with his word as original on the table beside him and some of his pills and, and creams and stuff, because he was quite elderly. Yeah. And the, the, the cigarette butt was smouldering in the ashtray. And I just got, it's hard to describe, I just got that kind of smell, that sort of... I know the smell. Almost. My father smoked 60 a day, my mother smoked 40 a day. I know the smell. (laughs) We all know that smell. It brought me right back, and I I just was writing something then for the Sunday Sunday Mass, and I I, I just kind of opened a new file on on the laptop, and I just started to write. You know, and, and, I, you, and, and you I talked about it. all these yeah. sights and sounds yeah, yeah, and smells yeah. of Dublin and Ireland back in the 1970s. And mm. the first one you kind of got to was something that I remember really well was the bus conductor. I mean, yeah. most most people nowadays under the age of 30 wouldn't yeah. even know what a bus conductor was. No, 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 no. I, bus- I, remember, I remember telling the bus conductor, you know, you'd give at the time the fare for me to go into town, I 
think was 10 pence, right? I, yeah, I got yeah. the 28 from Edenmore into town, right? Yeah. And I think it was 10 pence. And you used to always say, that you'd, you'd give him five pence, right? And say, I don't need a ticket. <laughs> and he would take the five <laughs> pence and put it in his pocket. No, the password, the password was go ahead. Go ahead. That's, that's you tell the bus conductor, go, go ahead, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. He'd know what to do. <laughs> Unless the inspector got on and he'd be up yeah. rolling off loads of tickets for everybody, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. So, so this guy had a leather pouch. Yeah, that's right. That's right, yeah. All his changes in the letter pouch and, and you know, inevitably he'd he'd say, you know, almost on cue every few minutes, seats on the top and yeah. up you go and they'd be all smoking upstairs and you know like you know, like maybe in years to come people will sort of say, Do people smoke? Yeah. The, the, you know, that's what's going to be the way, you know. And of course, we all know that nicotine is the single biggest cause of lung cancer, and we know that and all the rest of it. But there's a certain nostalgia I have because my parents smoked, and, and, yeah. and, I, and all my grandparents, people smoked. Smoking was, was kind of a thing, and my grandparents, it was the fashion. So, I mean, I, I do, I remember one of our old missionary priests saying many, many years ago in, 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 in Africa, he, he, he worked uh, in, in a place uh, way outside Lusaka, and there were some, you know, people with leprosy, and lepers were kept outside. And I remember coming home, and he did a cigarette, and somebody said, you shouldn't smoke. And he said, uh, back, in, back in Africa, you know, we, we kept, the, the lepers were kept for, for, for hygiene reasons and for, mm-hmm. for uh, you know, for, for kind of cross-contamination reasons. They were kept in, 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 in kind of clinical environments and out of the way. And now I feel like that myself being kept out of the way. He yeah. didn't obviously understand the, the, the kind of the way that kind of things had changed in, in, in Ireland, uh, probably for the better in fairness. Yeah, but, but sometimes I think we've kind of wrapped society up in a little bit of cotton wool in the sense yeah. that I don't think young people have experienced what we've had. I mean, it was something sad that I read the other day was that young people under the age of 20 spend 80% of their time in the house now, you know, playing games, and whereas years yeah. ago it was 80% of the probably time was true, outdoors. Yeah. But, I mean, the other thing you talk about, which was something I remember my mother doing every single day during the winter, was putting the, piece, the sheet of newspaper over the fire and holding right. it, stretching her arms as far as she could to cover the whole fireplace with the sheet of newspaper. And people never oh. understood why they did this. Or me dad, me dad down on his hands and knees after he did that, trying to blow on the embers to get the to get the to get the the flame going again. You know, he'd be down on his hands and knees at the fire grate, going to. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and of course, the idea of the newspaper was to stop the air getting in, so That's the it. chimney air would suck the air up and get the fire going. And as soon as you take the newspaper away. The the smoke would waft into the sitting room. It would be yeah, all sitting yeah. there going... <laughs> and you'd have to see... But it was a science, Niall, because i tell you why. If you did it too long, if, if you were not careful, the newspaper would catch fire. And you'd <laughs> have to make sure that, that that wouldn't burn the carpet or worse, you know? Yeah. So if it did catch fire, you just pushed it into the, the, the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of yeah, course, yeah, you yeah. mentioned your Nana's stew. Oh, my mother made a great right. stew, by the way. Yeah. But your Nana's stew... I With mean, cigarette ash, <laughs> it would fall in off the John Player red into the into the pot and mix it all up. Sure, did it no harm. Yeah, it didn't do us any harm. <laughs> and the pork chop and baked beans. And I'm, yeah. I was looking. At, you talk about going to the shop, of course. And you know, most yeah. of us as kids, we wouldn't have got sweets the way kids do nowadays. We, it was a treat no. to get something. So if you had a couple yeah. of pence, you know, my dad used to on a Friday. He used to bring home. We used to call it Fridays, right? And it was yeah. a bag with like five bars of chocolate, and we'd all get yeah. to choose one. Yeah, but you yeah, 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 you talk yeah. about going in and and those sweets that we've now f- a lot of forgotten about Peggy's legs, you know, iced caramels, clove rocks, sherbet dips. Mm. I mean, they're such nostalgic sweets. And I I bought a box of them recently for somebody on Amazon. You can buy this box of nostalgic sweets. Ah, uh, brilliant! You know, and they're still yeah, there. Yeah. And they, they it's just all those memories. They just remind you of a point in your life. Big time bar, wham big time bars, bar. yeah, wham, stinger yeah. bars, yeah. You know? 
Yeah. Back in the 80s. I mean, uh, one of the teachers gave out to a friend of mine who sat next to me in first year. He said, uh, he said uh, you shouldn't be eating sweets in the class. You put that away. Sir, sir, it's a wambar. That zappy fruit flavor helps me concentrate. <laughs> which, was the, which was the ad at the time. <laughs> See, I, I don't know if you're as old as me because I said it to one of the, the, the... I was saying to the guys out here we were talking about school one day and I said, when I was a kid in school, I used to, it was my job in the morning in um, primary school to fill the inkwells. And they said, what are inkwells? <laughs> And I said, the inkwells. I'd go around filling the inkwell. We didn't have That's pens. Right. We had, the, the, we had, you know, the, the tips. You'd dip them in the ink and you'd write with they them. They were lethal, those noobs. Because <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were a lethal weapon. I mean, they were, they were, they were kind of, uh, you know, obviously inkwells were, were still in those desks, but they were empty. They were kind of just cavities because we had the, we had the boyros and we had the pencils at that stage, you know? Yeah. But, um, oh, yeah. And I mean, I was talking in the, in the article there as well about the clink of the bottles outside the door. You'd know that the, the milk and buns was, was, was if it was a Wednesday, it was buns, but the milk and sandwiches were, were arriving at the door, and the teacher eventually would send one of the lads out to carry them in, yeah. and everybody would get their kind of social welfare lunches, you know? Yeah, it was the little the little quarter pint bottles, or half, right. or whatever, the, yeah, the little small bottles. Yeah, now, of course, yeah. you also mentioned, and sadly today we, we remember it, because you mentioned who was on the radio at the time, and yeah. the first two names you, you mentioned, and so unfortunately have passed away in the last few weeks, I mean, Larry Gogan and Gay Byrne. You know, know, only today, Larry, of course, passed away, you know. Mm. There's no doubt about it. I mean, uh, uh, Larry Gogan, for me, was the maestro. Gayborn was the maestro. Marion Fanukin was the maestro. Larry Gogan. They they were, for me, they were the first jocks, DJs, call them what you like. I mean, they were, and I was just saying there uh, 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 to Helena, the, the, we did a little thing called the Kill the Man of Summer Project Radio in 87 and 88. And I was a DJ on that. We had a pair of Citronic decks and speakers and, we got these back lists from RTE Radio. One of the lads, Jerry Jago or something, got them from from um, from RTE. And Larry Gogan's name was signed on some of the forty fives, like nice. Caroline and Casablanca, from people from Ibiza, Arcadia, Election Day, some of the old Duran Duran stuff, all signed Al Gogan. So I was just thinking about that. Yeah, he's a huge loss, and his voice, like the, the silence, is deafening now when you hear those names, those 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 individuals, those great broadcasters are not going to be broadcasting anymore. Wonderful new broadcasters like yourself, of course, and others, but... Ah, jeez, I'm not that new, Brian. No, 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 you're not. No, in fairness, you're not, but I mean... Uh, I'm getting old now. <laughs> 55, oh no, he's 56, but that's compared to me, you're only beginning. Do you like shit? Yeah, that's it, yeah. But, but it is sad, yeah, you're right, it is sad. All these people who we remember yeah. from our grow- as we were growing up, yeah. I mean, are all getting old now, so unfortunately yeah. we're going to lose a lot of these people because it's it's natural progression, unfortunately, is the yeah. one thing we're sure of in life, that we are all yeah. going to pass away at some point. Yeah. But on, on the television, of course, as well, you remember things like, and, and the one I remember everybody talking about, who shot J.R.? Now, you couldn't yeah. have that nowadays because social media would ruin the, would just ruin the surprise. I, I remember, I can tell you, uh, and her first name began with K. That's who shot J.R. But anyway. Kristen. Uh, Kristen. Kristen Wells. Kristen yeah. Wells. Yeah. But 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 I remember I remember on RTE News and I was only about kind of nine or ten when 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 you know car stickers who shot Jr. Uh, I shot Jr. Hanging the sign in the back of my car, all the car stickers and all. But the, the the tapes for that episode of Dallas came in under security guard uh, with a with a you know a chain onto a, onto a, a briefcase into Dublin Airport and the, the 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 media were out there to see the tapes to be brought out to Montrose. 
for the episode to be aired. I mean, it was really just When you think mega. about the technology, because nowadays you couldn't have a cliffhanger like that. You just, you just no. it, it wouldn't happen. No. Because social spoiler media, alert. somebody would leak it. <laughs> yes, spoiler alert. Of course, little big things, going strong, Quicksilver, stop the lights. Yeah, yeah stop the lights. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll play, play for 50p. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to gamble your 20 pence? Yeah. Um, <laughs> bunny <what>? car. <laughs> yeah, bunny car. Wonderly wagon, of course. Yeah. And Rory and uh, what was oh, what was O'Brien, oh, Godmother, yeah, Mister Mister Crow, Mister Crow had a Twitter account there for a while. You know, I don't know where he's gone. <laughs> uh, Mart and Marcus, I remember it well. Yes, why I be why? That's one of those things you watched when there was nothing else. Yeah. I watched Mart and Marcus, Charlie's yeah, yeah, Angels, yeah. Well, uh, Quincy we Jones. Remember Charlie's Angels is over because we had to do our homework after because we'd get our kind of we'd get our share of lad and. Uh, for a faucet fix and, and uh, yeah. we'd, we'd, uh, as lads we got quite excited because we all had a crush on them yeah yeah of course well I certainly had a crush on, on, on Cheryl Ladd anyway absolutely yeah but, I think everybody probably did uh, mm-hmm. Quincy Jones and all these and I remember these American programs used to always start with the voiceover guy you know this yeah. is a Quinn Martin production and it, yeah. you know so you always got and who is co-starring <laughs> in it and then of course you had the professionals the six million dollar man you mentioned Noel Edmonds of course and Swap Shop which was an institution I, I, I loved the professionals and I loved I loved Loved uh, Bodie's Ford Capri, and I've always had this kind of a thing. I'd love to drive a Ford Capri, just, just. Uh, and I, my brother is watching out for for, for my brother. Uh, uh, he sent me a WhatsApp of a picture of a yellow Ford Capri. Not to buy, obviously, I could couldn't buy it, but but just to kind of. Uh, I, I wonder is there anywhere like a Mondello or something I could drive around the Ford Capri? Because you just wanted to drive I was one. A big, yeah, I was a, I was a big. Uh, what was the Ford Capri? I think he had. I think it was or a Granada. But anyway, I, I, I just to try it out. You know, those manual cars. You know. Do you, do you remember the Sweeney, which was the first kind of detective? show that used bad language and everybody used to love it because they had bad language in it it was great Dennis Waterman and John Taw that's right yeah and then of course you talk about the cinema and a lot of the cinemas which are nearly are gone now the Adelphi uh, which it used to be on Abbey Street which is now gone I went to see Superman there when it came out the first Superman with Christopher Reeve and you talk about Saturday Night Fever I remember going to see Nightmare on Elm Street there as well what's sad about that is the the Adelphi uh, the facade is still there it's the corner of Arnett's and the car park now yeah. The Art Deco facade on Abbey Street, and yeah, I went to see Back to the Future there. We queued up all the way down by Easton mm-hmm. to get into uh, to get into get to Back to the Future back in '85. Brilliant. Yeah, and, I, and the, the reason, of course, those cinemas will all remain there is because they're listed buildings, so the front and facades will always have to be there, but sadly, yeah, they're not cinemas. Yeah. We used to go to the Fairview Cinema quite a lot as well. All right, Jeff. Yeah, they used to have the midnight right. show on a Friday night, and we yeah. remember going to see Pink Floyd live in Pompeii or something like that, and we'd be all... Half her head's going to see it at 19 years of age. Friend of mine, friend of mine used to go every Friday at the Rocky Horror Picture Show and the Plastic in Harold's Cross. I every think, Friday. I think they still do it, don't they? Did. Huh? I think they still, is it still there? Do they still do it, I think? No, I don't think the Plastic is there, but it's pro- probably, probably it's somewhere and probably people get up Get dressed up as Frank and Forter and 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 and, and uh, spray the water and throw the rice yeah, yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, look, yeah, it's an, it was an amazing piece to read, Brian. It brought Thanks back some wonderful memories for me. And I'm looking at the comments on the journal. It brought back great memories for everybody who read it. Thanks a million. And, and, and it's obviously taken from your book as well. And just to give it a mention, there, the book is called "Sending Positive Sending Vibes." Positive vibes. Second book in the series. Tired of all the bad news. On my way down, I'm down here in Fines. On my way down to. Uh, 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 Castle Island to a big Padre Pio mass. Right. So we're, we're expecting that. That's one of the other hats I wear. We, we, we have that, uh, that yeah. uh, stain in the capuchin. So appreciate the call indeed. Appreciate being able to have a chat, you know. 
Lovely talking to you too, Brian, okay? And yes. I, I would recommend everybody go out in that if you want to have a feel-good moment because I had a great feel-good moment just reading, the, reading the, the, the excerpt from the book, all right? Thank Thanks very much. Thanks, Brian. All right, there you go. Uh, Father Brian Shortall, and the book is called Sending Positive Vibes. And if you're uh, Irish at all and you're in and around their age, well, anywhere between 40 and 60, you will probably really enjoy reading that book because it brings back some great, great memories. Now, fill in this blank. Makes it easier for everybody, right? Fill in the blank. The one thing I miss from days gone by is blank. Just text me or WhatsApp me the blank. And that's 087-188-0008. Now, it can be anything. It can be a band. It can be clothes. It can be food, sweets, uh, a singer, uh, something on the TV, something in the cinema. The one thing that you really miss that you kind of just don't see anymore is blank. You fill in the blank and WhatsApp it or text it to 087-188-0008. Let me go to James. James, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, James? Uh, good afternoon to you now. Good afternoon, James. <laughs> Well, oh, now, you and that priest are only garsoons compared to me. All right, yeah, we're only, we're only whippersnappers. <laughs> whippersnappers. <laughs> Actually, strange if you should mention uh, about the old sweets like Clove Rock and, and uh, Bullseyes and all those. We have a factory here in the city who produces them now. Oh, and they still do produce them, yeah. Yeah, up here on the north side. All the right. third generation of the, of the family now. There is a couple of shops around, I know, that still sell those kind of retro sweets. You can buy them on Amazon as well in a box, but you, there are some shops, I know, there's a shop in Dublin I think it's up around Cork Street somewhere and coincidentally and they they actually they've so Cork was so good we named a street in Dublin after it uh, <laughs> well, this factory actually produced them but you can actually go to the factory and buy them yourself as, as a customer yeah what was it you, you go in and buy a quarter of them yeah, oh yes yeah, a quarter you want. yeah and a quarter of sweets interesting actually the way they make the clove rock do you ever see them making it now no oh it's, it's amazing oh, they're, they're, they're originally they're big big slabs like and they roll them out of, of uh, red and white where they have to kind of hold them in their both hands and like, you know, they're like weaving now. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing actually to yeah. watch it because I saw a documentary on RT a few years ago. But, um, uh, you know, such a changed times now. I remember now in the 50s, right? Yeah. It was not unusual because my father was a dental technician. Right. Who made dentures. Right. dentists. Okay. And back in those days, he worked with a dentist. He was in the back, you know, in the laboratory in the back and the dentist would be out front. And it was not unusual for him to be making dentures for 18-year-olds. 18-year-olds? Upper and lower now. Well, isn't that why we put fluoride in the water? Because people's teeth were rotten back in the 40s and 50s. A a 19-year-old to have a a full upper and lower denture. That's bizarre, isn't it? Yes, in the 50s. Well, see, that was because... They had no cure for gum disease now. No, because I remember my man bringing me to the dentist when I was like, say, 15 or 16 years of age. You went to the local dentist and if you had, you know, a bad tooth, he'd just pull it out. Oh, yes, yes, yes. There was no such thing. There there was no filling teeth. That that didn't happen. It was just, ah, it's bad. Just pull it out. It'll be grand. Oh, yes. I said it was not unusual for a 20-year-old or 21-year-old to be going around, 19-year-old with a full up and lower denture now. Right, and it, what, when your dad was making them, so he had like a plaster cast of them. and then Oh, yes, yeah, you know, they take impression of the gums. Because, I see, unfortunately now, if they got gum disease, there was no cure for the gum disease. No. So all the teeth had to come out in those days. Right. No, of course now, your, your children now will never have dentures now. No, well, uh, I would hope not. No, no, they never will. There's no young people now uh, will, will have dentures. There's no excuse now not to have a person out of their teeth. But right we, are, we are more hygienic about brushing our teeth. Yes, We've also we, the fluoride, we, the fluoride, the fluoride in the water <laughs> that we put years ago in, of course, that helps too, you know. And they're very conscious now, kids. They're going to the dentist regularly and all that, and mm. uh, which is good to see now. I was only saying it to my daughter the other day. 
what a change. I was in the, my local shopping centre there and I was saying to my daughter, when I look around at the kids today, how healthy they look now, how well fed they look. They look, by the way, is it my imagination or are they taller? Yes, yes, that's true. What, that's true, is that's is true that now. just, maybe it's just because I'm small, well, I mean, I say I'm small, I'm five foot eight, but, but I mean, it just seems to be that kids nowadays are taller, particularly yes. young girls. They seem taller than they were ever were before. It's true, that's true. And, but I look at them, they're so healthy, so well-dressed now. Mm. When I remember up here on the north side when we were young, kids would be going around with their brother's clothes on them now. Yeah. The older brother's hand-me-downs. Yeah, and, and, and the toes taken out of their shoes, hanging out of their shoes. Yeah. yeah. And going to school, they wouldn't be fitting, ill-fitting now, you know. And also, of course, mothers used to turn the shirts now. Mm. You remember that? Turning the shirts. Yes, they turn the collar of the shirt now because if it, the part around your neck would get frayed, they take off the collar and they turn around the collar. Well, right, so it would fold the other way. That's so the way, that's yeah. how used to do that now. All right, okay, well, we'll stay there for a second. Bernie might remember turning shirts at some point in her life. Uh, Bernie, you're on <laughs> Classic Kids, how are you doing? Hi, Niall, I just one question to ask you. Did you stuff the turkey rectally or subcutaneously? Oh, ah, the subcutaneous, <laughs> tur- that's where subcutaneously. <clears throat> we did under the skin. Oh, great! Subcut- I, that was the first time I've ever heard that word before Christmas when you mentioned it, Bernie. Subcutaneously, it's a yeah. great word, by the way. I love it. I know. Oh. Well, <laughs> so we're going back. So I was born in in fifty nine, and so I was raised on the north side of Dublin. Okay. So we had the bread delivered by Johnson and Mooney and O'Brien with the wooden boards, and we had the milk delivered uh, by was it what was that milk? Premier Dairies. Premier Dairies, yeah, yeah. And uh, we walked everywhere. You had a pair of, uh, there was no such thing as runners. You got a pair of plimsolls, I suppose they're called now. Plimsolls. With the white stuff. Remember that white stuff? Yeah, that's white. right. Your mother would buy the little white cotton thing on the top of it and you'd press it and the white stuff would come out and you'd rub it yeah. all over your, your runners to keep them white, yeah. That's right. Um, uh, I just had breakfast, lunch was in the school. Uh, you got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all, all the time. You know those, um, what was it, corned beef? Blech. Yeah, but um, nowadays they don't they don't give food out in schools unless it's in an area a disadvantaged area. But most schools don't have food. Um, yeah, used to get the, you used to get the bus in as far as the keys, and it was McBurney's. Mm-hmm. You get off at McBurney's thirty nine, which became there. the Virgin Mega Store. Yeah, which is now um, Merchants Key, um, isn't it? Or it's a I don't know a hostel type place or something. I don't know what it is now. Yeah, um, I don't know what it was, but it was McBurney's. It was a very fancy store. You weren't allowed in there. I, mean, I remember going to Guyney's to get the material. You got uh, off-cuts of material as well. You know, the, the, the what, remnants. Remnants, the yes. Remnants, yes. In, in the Guyney's. And uh, you used to go to Arnest was, you know, the bargain basement came along later. But it was Arnest was for very, you got your your one dress for te- your communion. Maybe you've got to look in there, but you weren't, it wasn't bought there. Uh, Frawley's up on Thomas Street. Yeah. And you walked everywhere, and uh, you know there was no there was no bu- the buses were very sporadic. So you got a, a thirty nine or thirty eight or thirty seven would only come down the Navan Road about once every hour, or it'd be full. So you wouldn't get it. And it was an open door. You know the fact it was open. Yeah. So you hopped on and off, and you rang the bell. That's right, Jay. Yeah. Or you could jump off and break your leg at any stage. To be honest yeah. with you, if you wanted to. <laughs> so, by the way, I don't know. Were the buses the same in Cork? I'm assuming they were, James. They, oh you, yes. Yeah, you leapt onto it and grabbed onto the bar. Yes, yes, and we had the conductors. I remember also now. You were talking about the smoking there earlier on, you know, your parents smoking. My father used to smoke a pipe. Never see anyone smoke Oh, you know, my father that. smoked a pipe too, yeah. He smoked a pipe as well as a cigarette and, and a cigar. And in the car and the, the whole car would be... You couldn't see out the window. <laughs> and we were all choking. And obviously in those days now, there was no safety belts in the car. No. And no. all the cars that well, my father had were old Crocs now. Remember, remember the old Zephyrs now? Yeah, yeah, I do but, indeed. 
the, the, they were actually ultra. But now, the only way he could do with a safety belt is I would be out, out in the front on my mother's lap because I was the youngest now. Yeah. And if he had to break, he'd shoot out his left hand to make sure my mother didn't come forward. <laughs> a lot of people in those days used to put their hand out the window when they were turning. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stick your hand out the window if you were turning right. But stay there for a second as well, Bernie and uh, James. Let me go to Andy. Andy, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Andy? Niall, uh, welcome back. Um, Th- thanks, Andy. How was your day going, Niall? My day is going good. I'm glad you asked me again. You always do, Andy, and it's lovely yeah. to hear from you. Yeah. yeah. How and, did your uh, Christmas and New Year go? Uh, my, my Christmas was, wasn't too bad. My daughter was sick, so I was in and out of the hospital there. Oh, I so, hope she's uh, okay uh, now, is she? Yeah, she, she had pneumonia, so thankfully she's out of the hospital. Good, and, that's and good, moment. good here. Uh, you, you, you brought me back. Uh, I've, uh, what I miss uh, about them there was uh, the, 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 the Cowboy series. You remember... Uh, uh, the Virginian. Virginian. Yes. The Virginian. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, can you can you remember uh, the the town that they used to go? The cowboys used to go to of a Saturday night. It was the uh, Ponderosa. No, Ponderosa no. was the name of the house, wasn't Medicine it? Medicine Ball. Medicine the Ball. High so what do you say, Bernie? The High Chaparral. Was that the High Chaparral? No, well, that was another series. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah so Medicine, the High. Okay. Pan, Ponderosa might have been the High Chaparral. Med, I don't. Yeah. Med, uh, Medicine Ball was the name of the town. Yeah. And it was Hoss. Oh, yeah. Hoss was in it, wasn't he? Yeah. And now the owner of the ranch was a judge, wasn't he a judge now? Who? The owner of the ranch. It was a judge. He was a judge, that's right. Yeah, yeah. grey-headed chap, yeah. No, no one ever knew the Virginian's name. Either call him the Virginian or call him Boss. Boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and the big hefty guy was called Hoss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wasn't yeah. horse now, it was Hoss. Well, what was the name of the actor now? Who played uh, the Virginian? Oh. Uh, James Drury. That's it. Look, that's look at uh, you guys, huh? Hoss, the, Hoss, the Hoss was in Bonanza. There were three brothers. Hoss oh, that's why Hoss was in Bonanza. Yeah. Bonanza, that's yeah. it. Uh, do and you remember um, the, the High Chaparral? I do. And do you remember the comedy one, F Troop? Yeah, that? yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You used to have a blind lad up on lookout. That's right. And, Sar- <laughs> and Sergeant Bilko. Sergeant yeah. Bilko, yeah, I don't remember him too. Uh, but yeah. I remember Big John and Blue Boy and Pedro. But the, the, the High Chaparral was sort of ahead in these days because uh, most of the cowboy films regarded the Indians as, as savages and where they, they sometimes had uh, stories on the Apache at the time mm-hmm. that they were dealing with and, and what they were going through. But uh, I remember my father, uh, Lord, we go to home, he got brought this big aerial and we had the BBC for a while. Uh, a lot of snow we were looking at, but the, the Lone Ranger used to be on the BBC. Oh, I remember it. I love the music, the William Tell yeah. Overture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Tonto. It probably looked at a bit strange now. There was never many women in it. It was always just the two guys what was, together. Here's a question somebody asked me a while ago, and I couldn't remember <laughs> the answer. And I, and I, I now I'm not forgetting it again. What was Tonto's horse's name? Oh, I... I Tonto's oh. horse. Yes. Uh, uh, no, Silver was the Lone Ranger's was horse. The Lone Ranger's. I forget the name of Tonto's horse now. It's someone that was never. Meant and, and to I said it to somebody recently, and he said, "Was it Kimo Sabi?" I said, "No, that's what he no, called he the Lone Ranger." Kimo Sabi. Green Acres is the life oh, yeah, for yeah. me. <laughs> now, a lot of people thought that was Jaja Gabor, but it wasn't. It was her sister. Oh, was her sister, oh, was it? Yeah, her oh, sister. Yeah. They were very alike. They were the, they were the spitting image of each other. They even talked like each other. Yeah, that's she right, Eva, yeah. Eva, Eva Gabor. That was it. Oh, Eva, Eva Gabor. Yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Grainy. And Mr. Grainy, yeah. yeah. All out there, boys. Do you, do you remember um, uh, Grizzly Adams? I used to like Grizzly Adams. Now, I did, yeah. The music in it. The yeah. music in it was fabulous. Like, you know what I mean? Some great I mean, memories here, lads, I have to say. I'm very oh, yeah, impressed with you all. And ladies. Remember that one? And Which? Now? Yeah, sorry. Well, yeah. Uh, the center of the earth. You remember that one? Oh, oh, journey to the center of the earth. That was yeah. Doug, Doug McClure. Doug 
up with yeah. Joe. He was in the Virginian as well. He That's was. Yeah. yeah, sorry, James. And we mustn't, of course, we mustn't forget Wanderley Wagon now. Oh, well, we mentioned <laughs> it earlier on, yeah. Judge and Grandmother <laughs> and Rory. And and Judge again. I think there was a Judge. Ju- judge, of judge, course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He the was dog, the it? little dog with the patch on his eye. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to tell my uh, lads in school that I used to watch that because it's too old to be watching it now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, lo- my, my, I had an uncle in Crumlin. And he used to, every time I used to see him, he used to promise me he was going to make a wonderly wagon for me, and he never bloody did. Well, no. The one thing I do miss, and I live in a rural island, I'm back here in Dunbeg, you don't see any more, is phone boxes. Them days are gone. I was only reading an article recently, we used to have thousands of them, and I think we're down to 400 phone boxes now in the whole country. Of course, we don't need them anymore because we all have mobile phones. Well, most of us do anyway. Anita, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Anita? Hey, and I hope you're good. Phone boxes. Well, nobody, but the only thing, phone boxes, where people were having it off on them and doing all sorts of things in phone boxes yeah. that they shouldn't have been doing <laughs> in those days. I remember one of the neighbours around the corner for me actually wired up a connection from the phone box to their house. Oh? Yeah, so they could have free phone calls. Yeah. I remember people used to do that with their, their pipe television. Yeah. They used to do it to, to their, their neighbour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. So, Anita, what do you remember from days gone by? I remember rolling down the hill. I'm from up around your neck of the woods. Rolling oh, down the hill. In Edenmore? In Eden, well, I was Harmonstown. Right, okay. So the other side. We used to always yes. have have wars with Harmonstown. Oh, wars across the river. <laughs> yeah. Wars across the river. It was like Battle of the Buttons. I wonder what you call it that. War of the Buttons. There was a river down the bottom, so you had to be careful. If you did go down it on a bike or something like that, that you didn't end up in the river. Yeah, we used to roll down. Mm. And then we try stop before we hit the river. But I mean, sometimes you wouldn't yeah. actually stop, and you'd go home and say, "I fell, I fell into the river." Yeah, we... or if you're walking across the stones mm. into the river, yeah, your, your feet just go in, and you, I fell. I haven't been <laughs> down that way in so long. I must, you know, since my mother and father passed away, the house was sold a long, long time ago. But I, I haven't been down that way in so long. But I must pop down. I know it's. It, I did pass by on Springdale Road one day, and I know it's changed. It looks very yeah. different now. It's all flowers and all sorts of stuff all over yeah. the grass, which we didn't have in those days. No, we used to, we used to go down to. We, we, my father would make these trolleys out of pram wheels, and you oh, yeah. go up to the top of the hill and get someone to push you down. You end up in the river. <laughs> it was bananas. <laughs> With the, and the ball bearing wheels, you'd have some of them, they'd go faster. That's right, yeah, the ball bearing wheels on the trolleys and you'd have to stick at the front with the two ball bearing <laughs> wheels and a string to steer it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you were great, you did the job. But you just don't see, see, that was creative and imaginative and we used our imaginations to do things and make ourselves busy. But kids just don't do that anymore. No, no. Myself and my next door neighbour used to um, make tennis rackets out of wood. Mm-hmm. A square of wood and yep. more nails in it than anything else. <laughs> oh, health and safety. Couldn't good. do that anymore now, Anita. Health and safety. No, uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for that, Anita. Thanks for some lovely memories there, particularly of Edenmore and Harmonstown. Jerry, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Jerry? Hi, Noel. How are you? What do you miss from days gone by? Um, I miss Ladola's Ice Pops. Now, you've um, got me on this one. Ladola's <laughs> Ice Pops. Ladola's Ice Pops. Yeah, I'm from, originally from Maryland, just off Cork Street. And right. our local chipper was Ladola's. Right. And in the summer, he used to make his own ice pops. Oh, right. Okay. So, so, so these are very unique. Oh, very unique. Yes. Yeah. So anybody from around that area will totally remember them straight away. And what was so special? Um, was it the flavouring that he used in them or? Um, there would, he just used to make two different types. So the cheap ones, I think, used to be um, Treatments was 
the cola one. Right. And then the more expensive one if you're very good. You if you're rich. The expensive one if you're rich, yeah, or your birthday <laughs> or something. <laughs> but that was, it was pink. Now, I don't know to this day what it was made of, but right. my God, it was gorgeous. I, Absolutely beautiful. I used to love the pear. Sh- do, do you remember the pear t- uh, flavoured ones? There was a pear flavoured white ice pop. I don't know what it was called. It was the skinny little thing. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And then cool. the chilly willy. Do you remember the chilly willy? Yes. <laughs> 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 you wouldn't be allowed to call it ice pop a chili willy oh anymore. God, You'd be no, in you big trouble. Wouldn't. Yeah, and the, and there was another one which was just a, a block of ice cream on a stick. Um, oh yeah, in the silver wrapper. What was that one? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying a to remember. Bar, a golly bar. You wouldn't be allowed to yeah. call it a golly. Oh, she's oh, breakfast no, now. God bless us. Oh, we'd all go to hell for that one. Uh, Dracula <laughs> ice pops. Uh, and you know what I was looking for recently, and I thought they were still available uh, during the summer. I was in the humour for one, and I couldn't find one anywhere. It was a wibbly wobbly wonder. God, I remember those. I don't know whether they're still available or not. I don't know. Can you still... Helena, you're a young person. Can you still get Wibbly Wobbly Wonders? Oh, hold on, just stick around here. Hang on. Can you still get a Wibbly Wobbly Wonder? I'm sure you can. I, I've definitely had them anyway, so... That had a bit of jelly on the top of it. I, I love a Wibbly Wobbly Wonder. <laughs> I'm not even going to get on this conversation. No, don't there. go no, 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 no. I'll talk to her boyfriend later on. All right. <laughs> Listen, Jar, thank you very much indeed for those, uh, the last no, of us ice pops and all those memories. Now, loads and loads of texts, by the Thanks way, coming in as well. Thank you. 40 coats, Wurzel Gummidge. Somebody else mentions Tonto's horse was called Whitefeller and then Scout. Oh, very good. Somebody said Silver. No, it wasn't Silver. Tonto's horse was Trigger. Now, yeah, there's going to be a row. Was it Trigger or Whitefeller? I'm going to have to get Alina to research this during the break. Now, don't forget the TV series with the saddest music ever, The Incredible Hulk, Bobby and Gawi. Ah, stop, Bobby. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Do, do. That was when he was thumbing a lift down the road in his torn jeans at the end of the show when he always had the backpack on his back. Mr. Haney in Green Acres, Arnold Ziffel was the pig. I don't remember. I remember the name, all right, Arnold Ziffel. Yeah, Tonto's horse was called Scout. Okay, loads of people are saying Scout. Somebody else says, no, Ponderosa was in the Bonanza. He, you're right, it bloody was in the Bonanza. Uh, the, here we see, uh, another person says, uh, where is uh, We turned the collar. The only problem was the button was on the other side. Oh, so when you turn the collar. Yeah, I know what you mean. The collar button would be on the other side, so it would look, look a bit silly, wouldn't it? Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.